Hey, this is Nate from Wolf Eyes. You're listening to the Foxy Podcast. I'm hanging out with Dave. We're checking out some jams.
Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout and the soon-to-be new Decoder website. The show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, and here on the Foxy Podcast we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. We have a very special edition of the podcast for you this week. After a few-year hiatus, this month marks the official return of the trailblazing Michigan-based noise unit, Wolf Eyes. They have a new full-length album entitled No Answer Lower Floors out now on Steel Records, which is perhaps their strongest work to date. And they have a new guitarist in Jim Baljo that has now joined the group, and they have a European tour scheduled for later this month. We recently had a chance to speak with core members John Olson and Nate Young about the making of the new album and these latest developments in the Wolf Eyes camp, which will air on this show. In addition, we'll be spinning a bunch of music from the Wolf Eyes catalog with tracks from the latest album through the various collaborative and offshoot solo projects of the current lineup. Before we head into the first interview segment with John Olson, I'm going to play one other track from Wolf Eyes, this one from their 2006 release on Sub Pop called Human Animal. This is Ration Rot.
after a decade of continuous recording and touring, you guys have been on, I guess, somewhat of a hiatus over the past few years in some respects. Um, was that something you had all discussed doing, just kind of taking a break or putting on the brakes a bit? And, um, or were you continuing to work on some level as a unit behind the scenes? Well, we, uh, you know, <clears throat> we all have so many other different projects. And, uh, you know, I live about an hour and a half away uh, each direction from the other cats. So it just kind of, you know, and I have a kid. So that kind of slowed things down and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, we took a little bit of a break, and then we, uh, you know, we lost Conley, and then we re reconvened, and, you know, we're back at it. Well, yeah, as you mentioned there, you, you know, you all have been making music during that time. How do you feel that all, like, those solo projects and perhaps what you and Nate have been doing with Staircase have fueled or spilled into the new Wolf Eyes material? Well, the, uh, <clears throat> the Staircase is real pivotal because... Um, that was when Conley wasn't around on Hair Police stuff, and me and Nate were just kind of bumping around with ideas. We got really into scales and being in tune, and we got further away from uh, electronic textures and uh, equipment worship, which you see a lot of in the underground, which is just kind of kind of ends up not being very interesting. So we really got tapped into the power that actually clean notes can do and scales and stuff like that. Uh, we were, you know, we we spent hours and hours listening to the sweet. Sister Ray uh, Velvet Underground bootleg, and we kind of developed a sound around that, kind of more blues-based. So that kind of being in tune and that simplicity and that kind of, uh, you know, kind of blues attitude definitely formed over uh, into the, the new record, especially uh, Chattering Lead. So, you know, a lot of the, the ideas me and Nate did from Staircase were definitely the, the ground zero for the new record. Well, let's talk about the new album a bit. Um, you know, Mike Donnelly has now stepped down, and, and Jim Baljo, or I guess yeah. uh, Crazy Jim Baljo, is now the yep. new, new guitarist in the group. Uh, according to that announcement on the Wolf Eyes site, uh, Baljo has actually been a part of the Wolf Eyes orbit in some respects for a while. Can you kind of explain his history with the group and then how he officially entered the fold for the for the new record? Well, it was around uh, <clears throat> it was around the time when uh, Violent Ramp was really going deep and uh, we were skating a lot, you know, we still skate. And uh, Jim was this crazy young skater that we became friends with. And uh, we actually went on a couple of tours with him uh, that were mainly influenced right when that Motley Crue book came out about all the tours and stuff like that. So we went on tour with him with the goal to outdo the Motley Crue book. (laughs) And, uh, I would have to say we, we pretty much equaled it or went a little bit beyond it in terms of decadence. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, know, you know, he punched out his own window. He passed out almost on every street at 9 o'clock, you know, fights, everything, you know. So, he's, you know, he's a great kid, and, uh, you know, he's a skater. So he's always been around in the family. And he actually, <clears throat> when I was a kid, my dad was a Marine general. And, uh, you know, if I was ever slacking off, my dad would slap me in the face. So to get really uh, in tune for gigs, I would have Jim punch me in the face <laughs> early on. And actually, one time I turned my head slightly and he boxed in my right ear, totally blew it out. Um, so I had to play the gig and I go for the next, you know, four months of misery, like, uh, like the final episode of the girls show, Liam Dunham style. So, yeah. <laughs> Jim's Jim's an intimate friend. So how long has he actually been playing with you guys now? 
since about November. Okay. And but, you um, know, we're family and you know, we skate, so those two things make uh getting in tune with each other a lot easier. So do we expect is there going to be um, a, a Wolf Eyes book about the tour decadence then? I mean I almost feel like we spilled oh, no, we spilled would, too much it about just, it would get us all in horrible trouble. <laughs> Everyone's got to live like that at least once. I mean, we did it for a couple of years. Uh, so <laughs> You got it out of your system, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. but, if it was in your system a little bit, having a kid will flush out the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wolf Eyes, do you foresee it at this stage? I mean, does it have to be a trio as you and Nate kind of uh, see it now? I mean, I'm just wondering that sort of you've had that rotating spot over the years you know someone's filled in you could never do it as like a duo at all no we actually when Dillaway left the band we tried really hard to do it as a duo um but I can't I mean you know I don't know if you've seen pictures of the guitar I played the JTAR I mean I have absolutely no talent on stringed instruments whatsoever <laughs> and Dillaway uh <clears throat> Dillaway had a really unique, uh, blown out PV Bandit style guitar sound. So, you know, it was a, you know, it was like a chord. You need the three parts to make a strong chord. And you know, if it's just me and Nate, you know, it's not really aggressive as, or you know, it's it's just staircase when it's just me and Nate. So, it, you know, I, it will never be the two of us. You know, for recording, yeah, just the two of us. But for live, you need the anchor of the three people. You mm-hmm. know, it started out just Nate, then Nate Dillaway, and then it was going to a trio. So. To go back to a two-piece would be a bit, a bit intense. You know, our answer for the duo is staircase. So yeah, yeah. Really. Well, the the new record uh, it's called No Answer Lower Floors. Is that correct? It's kind of a two-part name. Yeah. It's going to be out on Steel. and you've yeah. worked with them before uh, with both Wolf Eyes and a Staircase. But there was also this mention of like a, a four by seven inch set coming out on your own American Tapes imprint. So what is the status on that? How, how is this going to roll out? Well, we did. Uh, we wanted to do that at first, but, you know, we, uh, me and Nate, we change our minds a lot. I got Gemini in my blood, and Nate's a, Nate's a Libra, <laughs> no, Virgo. Uh, so, you know, we, we'll, we'll change our mind a million times in one day. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's just going to be one single uh, Choking Flies backed with a dull murder on American tapes, and that was supposed to be out for the tour, but the pressing plan is way too backed up, so it'll be out after. Um, but there'll be more singles to come because I've been really into uh, singles lately. I've been working on Clint's putting out a book of mine too called "Life Is a Ripoff" of uh, daily record reviews, uh, 365 from Halloween to Halloween, ending this Halloween. Mm, so okay. I've been like, I've always been into reggae singles and removing so many goddamn records for so many years that I think that singles are the ultimate format. <laughs> <laughs> so what what you envision here then is you have one single coming out of the record. Are you going to do, I know, because like, some of the tracks on there are like, you know, I think there's a 12-minute track that's on the new record. Are you going to break up some of that or just do alternate takes and things like that? Uh, well, it'll just be the one single, but then, you know, we got a pretty easy, we can write songs pretty easy now, so they'll just be a a flurry of singles coming out uh, before I stop the label in uh, December. Oh, so, so the four big bang one we talked about is out the window. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so you're saying it, and the label is going to be officially done as of December? Yeah. Will that get Do you I to 1,000? Yeah, that'll stop at 1,000. Okay. Enough is enough. 
<laughs> well, I'm just wondering what will you do with your time? I mean, that's been that I mean, that's been a huge part of your life for years and years now. But it's 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 easy to <clears throat> it's good to bookend stuff. It's good to have a strong start and a and a definite end rather than especially in underground music to rather than just kind of lingering on forever. Sure. You know? Yeah. You know, I think every scene has like a five-year period, and fuck, we got rid of that about 2003. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but right. you know, like I said before, I've been writing a lot, and I just want to write and paint more because <clears throat> I find that to be a lot more challenging. I mean, I've been jamming for so long; it's like you know, picking your nose with your toe, <laughs> easy. You know, yeah. But writing, writing, and painting is, you know, especially writing is a is a really big challenge. And I always, and I've always been a listener first and foremost, mm-hmm. you know. Are, so are the reviews and stuff that you're writing, is this solely going to be uh, published within that book? I mean, are you posting them throughout the year at all? No, no, it'll be one big old bang. Okay, all right. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's been, you know, it sounds easy to do it once a day, but it can get ahead of you real fast. And is it all strictly just uh-huh. reggae singles that you're covering? No, no, actually reggae is the hardest to write about. It's just like, <clears throat> I think this week I did a, I did a Doors record, and then I did a bunch of private press stuff, and uh, a lot of a lot of brand new hardcore bands that just put up demos. No noise or experimental music at all, because I don't I don't listen to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have a Have you kind of gotten into a, a daily routine? Is it like, here's co- a cup of coffee number two, and I'm going to sit down and write a review? I mean, are you oh, do you have to develop yep. that sort of mentality? It's easy to write when you got a kid. You know, but drawing and jamming is nearly impossible. <laughs> right. It's easier to listen to music, and it's uh, you know, it's easier to write. Yep. At this point, she's she's a uh, sixteen months. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. You guys are going to be doing some touring in in Europe in April. Um, yeah. What are how many shows are you guys playing, and can you mention some of the confirmed dates and shows that you have? It's uh, <laughs> we got. I guess most importantly is we got two nights in Paris at the Instant Chavez place we like a lot, where we're just taking over the whole place with DJ and uh, Henry Hazel Slaughter's playing, Regression's playing, Staircase is playing. We're uh, we're collaborating collaborating with Penthouse and uh, Wolf Eyes is playing, so it's like kind of like the whole gambit right there for two nights. And right. that that style we've done before, and we want to tour the U.S. in that style. Because we like to come up to a spot and just straight take the mug over. <laughs> so you'll be doing kind of that whole, sh- like a Wolf Eyes family showcase or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Are Are you thinking summer or something like that where you guys might hit the road for some of that? Yeah, we're hoping to go out west maybe in August and we're doing Hopscotch or Hopscotch or the, whatever the name of that fest is mm-hmm. uh, in Chapel, North Carolina. And, oh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, probably New York and stuff on the way out there, but we're not going to be touring as much because it's harder for me with the kid. You know, we don't have family around where we're at, so it's just, you know, me and Tova watching the kid, so it's really hard to get time off. You know, we're older dudes, so you mean don't need to put a river out there on the chopping plate to get done up and destroyed. Right, and I was just wondering, so you're not you're saying that Crazy Jim is not going to be the da- the daycare provider on the road? No, no. <laughs> There's a lot of things he can touch, but he ain't going to be touching this kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Away. I'm going to play uh, something here. I believe it's it's going to be the opening track called Choking Flies from the new album. Yeah. Um, love the, the drum sound on this, oh, on this right. track and, and the album as a whole. Nice, thick sound to it. Um, Thanks. Do, yeah, do you want to you set up this track? Is there anything in particular that, 
that stands out of the recording of this one? Well, it's a, it's kind of a waltz. It's kind of like a like a asymmetrical waltz rhythm. Kind of, I think it's like seven eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the rhythm is is not four four at all. It's, it's oddly a tricky kind of rhythm based on three big old tom drums uh, tuned to a, a diatonic third or something like that. So it sounds simple, but there's a lot of a lot of primitive complexities in there. <laughs> yeah, there's a nice. I mean, it's a nice thud. To make it feel kind of uh, queasy. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and let's play it. This is uh, "Choking Flies" from the new Wolf Eyes album.
right, we just heard We All Hate You from what was probably one of the last widespread releases that Wolf Eyes had done. It's called Always Wrong out on Hospital Productions from 2009. In front of that, we heard one of the early releases from them, the Slicer cassette that came out in 2001 out on Aaron Dillaway's Hanson imprint and was later reissued on CD the following year. We heard the third track from that release. And then uh, from an album that was one of the more interesting developments in underground music from the previous decade, we heard uh, their Stabbed in the Face single that came out, well, the first single that they put out, out on Sub Pop and was later on the Burned Mine release. Uh, Seeing them on Sub Pop was uh, pretty amazing, actually, at the time. And then uh, from the brand new record called No Answer Lower Floors, we heard the opening cut called Choking Flies. And once again, this is an all Wolf Eyes feature here on the Foxy Podcast. And we're going to get into our next interview segment, this time with Nate Young. And here we're going to be starting off talking about this time away and this sort of period of reflection for the group. In an interview uh, for the outdoor column in Pitchfork last year, uh, you had mentioned that, quote, we were blindly going forward and not really considering and reflecting. But I think if people don't stop and consider what they just improvised, they'll never get better, end quote. Would you consider Wolf Eye's brief hiatus over the past few years as sort of this period of reflection in some respects? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think... I think that's what I was thinking of, more or less, uh, when I when I kind of stated that. You know, it's uh, we're at a point where we started this when we were very very young men, and yeah. here we are growing gray. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so at a certain point, yeah, I mean, there had to be a, a, a reflection period and also just a digestion period. I mean, it was kind of an insane amount of work. I mean, we really pushed ourselves and came really close to burning out. And, you know, it was, it was difficult. Uh, that, that period of hiatus, I mean, that definitely was why. Mm-hmm. Just like, let's take a break and step back and look what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, along those same lines, do you feel that this idea of reflecting on your work in part kind of signifies the new Wolf Eyes mode of operating? And, and maybe to add to that, that perhaps you're you're moving away from that sort of diaristic, journalistic approach of documenting and releasing everything that you do, which, you know, is very sort of indicative of the noise scene of the previous decade, uh, maybe towards working on more like complete statements with each release that you do? Well, yes and no. I mean, we're definitely moving in different directions than we have in the past, and we are part of the larger noise scene and you know i mean obviously we do see the noise scene being heavily into documenting every moment of its existence and uh you know you also see a bit of maybe i mean is it even possible i I definitely have a lot of tapes of people that are that have made noise and no longer make it now I have a vast supply of those, of people documenting everything, you know, and I think in general that, you know, that was that was part of it, you know, was that there was just this massive uh, amount of material that I, it was hard, it was difficult to go through and, and really even figure out what was really that good and what was just 
you know, uh, an instant kind of, uh, I don't know. You know, it was strange. It's, it's, the whole noise thing is strange. And it, the reason we are kind of reflecting on everything, I mean, that has a lot to do with that. It's just so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. I don't know. It's a, that's a hard one to answer. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, hmm. well, try, try me again. Try me again. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat that question. That's yeah. a really good question. Yeah, I, I, I guess what I'm wondering is, you know, there was that period where, and, and it certainly wasn't exclusive to, to Wolf Eyes. Like you said, it's sort of, you know, it was sort of the thing of the noise scene is that you you really sort of documented almost everything. You know, rehearsals, mm-hmm. you maybe pressed up 10 CDRs or a couple tapes, and, and everything kind of made its way out there. And, and I'm wondering, like I said, are you are you kind of backing off from that and and maybe considering more of your work before you release something as Wolf Eyes? Maybe not solo stuff like that, but as Wolf Eyes. Well, all right, let me explain the whole idea that our idea, or at least, yeah, I mean, my idea. Um, I don't want to speak entirely on behalf of uh, all the members of Wolf Eyes, but uh, it seems to me that to fully understand, you know, that this improvisational sort of. Uh, electronic and, you know, uh, you know, music that we're playing, you, you kind of have to listen to some of the outtakes. You know, you have to hear the, the, mis- the, the mistakes or whatever, the rehearsals, you know. You, there's a bigger picture going on than just the, the, the main releases, you know. And mm-hmm. I don't think we're backing off from that stance at all because for ourselves, that's how we do write our music you know, is examining every document that we, or every, uh, you know, every, every rehearsal, everything that is documented, right? But without, without those kind of uh, different viewpoints of Wolf Eyes, right, um, we wouldn't be able to actually write a full story, mm-hmm. you know? And the idea of it being, like, considering, see, what I'm considering now is not so much the, the idea of there being perfect compositions for us, you know, I'm examining the idea that every jam is going to be a little different. And every time we play a specific, you know, composition, it's still going to be way different. Mm-hmm. And there's no perfect take. It's, right, right. And this record kind of reflects that. Like, it is, it is like, like I do, you know, all the vocal tracks were done in, they're done in two takes, like. There's double double tracks, and I did one take, and I did another take, and I tried to do other takes. It just doesn't, didn't work. Right, you know, like right. The same thing uh, with the majority of the electronics and uh, the guitar work. You know, it, was, it always just happened on the first take, and it, it's it's one of those strange things with uh, with abstract music. You know, it's, it can never be perfect. If it, if it gets too perfect, then maybe it's a little stagnant or something yeah i was just gonna say that i mean if you start getting to multiple takes especially with a band like wolf eyes i think you know yeah you lose that sort of energy to it that it just becomes like you know you're you're become so conscious of what you're you're doing mm-hmm. that i, I imagine right. that would just be it'd be defeat the point in a way yeah i think that there is that whole like kind of something that's labored over is obvious you know and uh the labor happens in other areas, and then kind of the the, the 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 happening of the music, you know, that should be fresh every time, you know. But obviously, you know, the, we, we, we spend a lot of time writing the songs. 
I mean, I spend a lot of time programming and, uh, and editing and whatnot. And those parts are fixed, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. But everything that surrounds it is, is definitely meant to be a little loose and, uh, you know, raw. Right, right. Otherwise, you're right, it just ends up not, it defeats the purpose a little bit. Like, why would we have an insane band if we're just going to play the exact same way every time, you know? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I do consider this an insane band. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I heard some of the uh, the uh, war stories from the road from uh, Olson earlier, so yeah, I sure. I, I understand. <laughs> but I I wanted to ask too, you know, over this kind of hiatus that we had mentioned, um, it was still kind of a, I guess, a fruitful or productive period of time for both you and really all of the Wolf Eyes extended family, uh, both in oh, terms yeah. of just solo stuff and collaborative works that you were all doing, but. You guys have always really had kind of a hand in multiple things at any one given time, but how has having like these uh, projects become, I guess, more or less your focal point over the last few years? How is that integral for you as a musician in terms of just developing your craft or just kind of going off and exploring something new? I definitely learn new things with each project, you know. Um, personally, I didn't have that many until... About, about four years ago, about, yeah. And then I started really exploring different ideas and different things that I didn't think uh, sounded right with Wolf Eyes or something, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, jamming with uh, with Dave Shetler and Moonpool, I mean, that, that taught me a lot about, about just music, you know, in general. And kind of, I mean, in a way, uh, helped me understand what I could do more with other projects, you know? So that's what I mean. Like, each project kind of pushes the other one forward a little more. It is funny, though. Um, lately, I've been finding myself in a point where I don't have enough time for for each one, you know? <laughs> and uh, Like, for instance, Staircase is, is a difficult one for me because, you know, I have to... I sing very, uh, you know, precise lyrics, and you know, I play bass at the same time, and that's something I need to rehearse, you know, a lot in order to be able to do. I'm sure, yeah. Not the best at it, anyway. <laughs> so it's, it's it's difficult for sure, but it is it's good. It's without I don't think without this uh, we would be challenging each other as much. You know, John with Henry and Hazel, you know, Connolly with uh, Failing Lights, and and now Jim, you know, with. Uh, the 696 blues band, you know, like totally off the wall and Zane, you know, addition to like, you know, our crew, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. What, what is his background though? Cause I know I, I'm not really that familiar with his music, but doesn't he play drums right. in that group? Uh, he has another group that he plays drums with. Okay. New, they just got a new name. Oh, gosh, I can't remember their name right now, but yeah, Jim, we met him, and he was a very talented skateboarder, like one of the best we had seen. And he was just this young guy. He was really crazy. And uh, honestly, he had a minivan, and we were like, hey, you want to go on tour? We, we need someone who has a car. And he was like, yes. <laughs> and so those were some of the first Wolf Eyes tours, you know. Yeah. Would this he be like... came up with us. <laughs> was this like early 2000 or late 99? Yeah. Like late 90s, was that? Yeah, it would be like 2000. It wasn't our first, you know, uh, tours, but it definitely was uh, some of the, when we started to get a little bit more, like, momentum. Okay. That, you know. 
Well, yeah, it was uh, exciting times, and yeah, well, you know, it seemed only fitting to ask someone who kind of was there on the ground floor. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Andy's an amazing guitar player. You know, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I remember a great story. We were actually in Lightning Bolt Studio on that first tour with him, and he was he was probably like nineteen or something, and he picked up a, a, a Brian Gibson's bass and played every Lightning Bolt like song exactly. And he was just like, oh, that's how you do the high part, because he's got, like, a guitar string on there. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty phenomenal. The kid is, uh, yeah. I, can't, I can't speak uh, more uh, great things about Jim. Yeah. I was going to ask you that at one point here, did you decide, you know, after doing all these other projects and things like that, were you like, okay, it's time to get Wolf Eyes back together? That time, like, you send out the signal for Olsen and <laughs> let's reconvene. <laughs> it's funny because I had this this kind of bigger picture, uh, like even like yeah, it was like almost a year and a half, maybe two years ago, where I was like I had a a weird kind of lucid dream where I was playing music with uh, in Wolf Eyes, with, with but with every member, past and present, you know. And I, I, I kind of thought I had made it up because I woke up and I was like, oh, that'd be a great idea for the next record is to work on stuff with Dillaway again because I've always, you know, actually him and I had been working together uh, on the, we had did a tour together and whatnot and we had done a bunch of jams together. And I was like, yeah. So, I mean, it was almost like two years in the making, you know, like seriously. And obviously there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, I don't know, well, you know, Connolly was moving on at, uh, at a certain point, too, so that stalled kind of the whole project. I don't know. There was just a certain point where, yeah, I kind of did just make the call. It was like, Olsen, you want to, you know, work on this record? You know, we should... Connolly's uh, not into doing it. You know, we should finish it, maybe get a new guitar player. And he immediately, you know, chose Crazy Jim, you know, like mm-hmm. first pick. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course, that just makes sense. So, I mean... It fell together. I'm not going to lie, though. It did snowball real fast. As soon as I decided this is what's going on, you know, everything just started, like, snowballing. It was was good. I was happy to see that. I mean, I've been kind of thinking, you know, over these last few years with just, you know, there's kind of these little ebbs and flows with, like, kind of people moving away from noise into, like, synthesizers and things like that. And all of a sudden there's been this little... A uh, bit of abrasion coming back, and I, and I was th- even thinking, you know, with some of the records that you guys put out, like your regression series, for example, and and then Dillaway's Modern Gesture is like, you know, it, the time is right for Wolf Eyes to put out a new record, and lo and behold, there it was. <laughs> it just it just feels like the right time for the return of Wolf Eyes. I I feel like anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to hear that. You know, um, I feel like it's the right time too. You know, and this is kind of something, you know, I don't want it to come back and bite me in the ass, but <laughs> Olsen and I kind of made an agreement never to stop, you know, mm-hmm. to continue, never to stop, ever, you know. And that's kind of the goal, yeah. to just to carry on until, we, until we're dead. Yeah. You were <laughs> lifers then, right? Well, you know, that term gets tossed around loosely <laughs> nowadays, I think, uh <laughs> I think we're we're a little more realistic than a lot of people who uh, say they're lifers. Yeah, right. That's right. You're committed. Yeah, you're committed to the cause. That's what we're committed to. Uh, to being ourselves in, until we're dead. Yeah, that's right. 
Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, I was going to say, you know, like, you guys are going to be heading out on some uh, tour dates mid-April over in Europe, mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk about that, you know, like, if you look at a lot of the activity within the experimental noise scene like that, a lot of these are just projects of people that, re- you know, make a record in their basement and release copies, 20 copies or something like that. Sure. Can you imagine Wolf Eyes ever just being purely a recording project? And I guess as a yeah. follow-up to that, do you see the, I mean, to me, you guys are just like the the great live band too. I mean, can you envision you just sure. not going out playing live as Wolf Eyes? I mean, honestly, that's kind of where it's going. You know, we're definitely not touring as much. In, in, in my head, how much, you know, we, we toured a lot in the past, a lot. Mm-hmm. And in my head, for us, slowing down is probably a normal kind of middle-of-the-road pace, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. more realistic. Right. I don't think you'll, you won't see us in your town, like, you know, once or twice a month, you know, maybe once a year, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, right. We'll definitely slow down to a realistic pace. Well, you know, I'm tr- you know, we're all trying to do our own stuff as well, so it, it's, it's strange. We'll see how things pan out this year. We definitely didn't plan on doing a lot of shows with Wolf Eyes. Um, we initially were just going to, uh, to Paris to do kind of this, this residency-type thing, you know, where we uh, play all of our different projects uh, and collaborate with a couple other different um, people we've collaborated with in the past, you know. I mean, that was kind of the catalyst for, for this trip. Uh, as, as far as touring, you know, and, yeah, we'll see. And we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I want to talk about uh, the new album a bit here. Uh, there's, you know, there's definitely this... Um, a kind of noticeable emphasis on just individual sounds. I mean, at least to my ears, not, it's not necessarily sure. stripped down per se, but I mean, you know, if you listen to some of the older uh, Wolf Eyes records, you know, there's just sort of this wall of sound and you can't necessarily differentiate certain things or where they're coming from. Um, right. But I mean, were you guys, when you were setting out to do this new record, were you kind of interested in turning that page and, and looking to do something different? I mean, I know, on your website, you kind of refer to this as like a new chapter for Wolf Eyes to some extent. To some extent, yeah, it is a new chapter, but it kind of it was a na- it, it was the natural progression, you know, mm-hmm. uh, coming out of Staircase uh, with Olson and then fleshing out those ideas like in Wolf Eyes, you know, that's kind of what we've been doing, like, and also. The Henry and Hazel slaughter bit, you know, like using elements of that as well, you know, and the regression stuff, like just taking elements from all three of those, and that—that's, I mean, that those are our, those are our bands, you know, that is right. our solo projects. So it kind of can't be avoided in a way. Like all of those projects combined, kind of, it's kind of what's going on with Wolf Eyes right now. Like, <clears throat> yeah, you can definitely hear who is doing what, and you know, honestly, I mean, what. You know, I wrote, I wrote the, I did all the programming and uh, I wrote the beats and I sing. That's pretty much it, you know, mm-hmm. where in the past I would always play electronics and other things as well. But this time, it, yeah, I'm definitely just trying to focus on very, very simplistic ideas, you know, and it's interesting. I mean, it's, we've never had a, We've never been at the at this point before with Wolf Eyes, where we were actually able to uh, <laughs> like hear an abstract sound 
and kind of tune our our electronics to it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. our ears are a little better now. You know, uh, we we are conscious and we are trying to be conscious of uh you know <laughs> pitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so we can we can safely say that this this really doesn't fall under the banner of a noise record, perhaps. Not, not so much. <laughs> I mean, but there's the last song, which I think is a, a really great example of, you know, just what noise kind of inherently is without trying to be so dramatic about it. You know, it's just, you know, a warning sign has the, the essence of, you know, just a minimalist sound piece. And it, it, it's, it, it, I think, personally, that sound just disturbs me. I'm not so into it. You know? <laughs> it, it, it actually, that's, that song just jumps out at you because it's so jarring after, yeah. the, after the preceding track. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's disturbing. Yes. You know, uh, <laughs> and it, doesn't, it, it moves a little bit, but it just kind of lingers there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those ones that really puts you in a, in a, in a really... An, in, an intense zone, so to speak. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm actually going to play the, uh, the 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 track before it if I if I have my sequence correctly. But uh, right. I'm, I'm going to play "Confession of the Informer," which I guess, in my opinion, is kind of feels like the centerpiece of the album. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. part of that is because it's just long. You know, it's like 12 minutes long. But um. <clears throat> Can you want to kind of just kind of give us a little background on the recording of this? Because I feel like this really does kind of capture, you know, if we're talking about a new chapter, this one really kind of gets at the heart of that. Sure. I mean, it's um, it's a two-part piece, and interesting is a lot of it is um is fluming, you know, when you're taking a rubber ball and rubbing it on metal. And that's how I got a lot of the drum sounds for it. So there's this kind of, eerie live quality to it, you know. It's, it, you know, the, the whole fluming technique is, is really interesting, you know. You really can get some unearthly sounds or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's a two-parter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I suppose part one is supposed to be kind of the coded confession, you know. And then part two is supposed to be kind of the actual confession confession in the repercussions, you know. It's, it's, it's not what I did, it's what I'll do, you know. Right, okay. Kind of, it's supposed to go back and forth between the interrogators and the, the person confessing, you know. Uh, yeah, until I came up with the title, it, it was kind of a, just a really awkward song to play. And then once <laughs> we kind of put it in perspective, we're like, oh, right, that's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You know. A title. Sometimes you need that, right, to guide you. It really, that's kind of what made the song, you know. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we, we rehearsed it a couple times, and it was, it was good, but difficult, you know. And then, yeah, the, the context, you know, the narrative. Like it, it, those things do, do come into play nowadays. You know? Right, right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, and play that track. This is a Confession of the Informer from the brand new Wolf Eyes album.
right, we just heard a couple of the uh, collaborative releases that Wolf Eyes did there to close out that set. We heard one with John Weiss. Uh, that actually comes from a release called Collection out on Hanson. Actually features a bunch of material that was previously released on uh, John Olson's American Tapes imprint. Uh, some of the releases were 7-inch. Some of them were CDRs and limited runs. In front of that, we heard the album that they cut with Black Dice out on Fusetron. We heard the sixth track from that release. And then going back to the top of the set, we heard Confession of the Informer, sort of the lengthy centerpiece of their brand new album called No Answer, Lower Floors. And going into this final set, we're going to play some of the various solo projects that the members have going on right now, just to get a feel for what a Wolf Eye showcase might sound like if they pull up into a town near you. We're going to start things off here with something from Nate Young and his most recent in his regression series. This is from Between Worlds, and we're going to hear Blind Corner.
All right, this seems like a fitting place to end this week's show. This is from Wolf Eyes. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I have that correct. This is the the sides are all unlabeled, but this is from a double LP reissue of their uh, solo tape, which featured all of their individual projects: uh, Nate Young and then John Olson Spikes and then Mike Connolly's Failing Lights, along with a Wolf Eyes track at the end. Kind of ties in with the rest of the tracks from that set. We heard Staircase in front of that, which is John and Nate's duo that they do. Kind of a abstract blues unit. We heard an untitled track number four from their Public Vanity release. It's a two CDR release that came out on American Tapes. Then we heard some work from uh, Jim Baljo. Some of his solo stuff, which is available from his SoundCloud page. The track we heard is Esdo, or E-S-S-D-O. He records under the 696 Blues Band. And we heard John's Henry and Hazel Slaughter, another thing out on his American tapes from some demos that he put out when he was first starting up that project of his. And then the latest from Nate Young with Blind Corner from his uh, newest regression release, Between Worlds. And again, you can catch all of these in those upcoming shows in Paris. And hopefully, fingers crossed, if they do a tour across the United States, we can catch something like that as well. But I want to thank John and Nate for taking the time to uh, speak. I know they got a lot of things going right now want to check out some more information about Wolf Eyes, you can follow the links from our blog or just head directly to wolfeyes.net and I highly recommend that you pick up their latest release, it is phenomenal you can pick that up directly at destillrex.com and it is available now at least the CD version is available now with the LP version in the very near future if you have any questions for me, you can shoot me an email at fffreakout at hotmail.com. Otherwise, check back in a few weeks at some more features and standard shows in the works. And as always, thank you so much for listening.